Pastor Xavier Reese and gaining perspective in trials. How wise James was to commend these believers to prayer through their trials. Turning from faith in prayer is to forfeit the wisdom of God and all else that is needed for the trial. Trusting in faith by prayer for wisdom is to benefit from the trial, not to just bite the bullet and get by. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. You've heard of Murphy's Law, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. But if your first response at times like this is to ask God for release from the suffering, or perhaps even the strength to endure, Pastor Xavier suggests the relief you seek rather just might come from seeing things from God's perspective. In other words, asking for His wisdom. The simple truth is, it's only as you're able to see your circumstance from God's perspective that you'll be able to consider it all joy. With more from James chapter 1, let's continue a helpful study titled, Counsel for Trials. James now continues to deal with the trials of believers that are to be welcomed with all joy and now deals with the process of faith being tested in order to be reaching that goal to be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Notice James declares in the beginning of verse 5 there that every believer needs help from God to get through trials. Basic principle. If any of you lacks wisdom. Now the wisdom of God is essential for the trials of the believer to understand that they are to count them all joy. Without God's wisdom, we wouldn't count them as joy. And we don't always count them as joy while we're going through them or at first. But after the fact, we would not change those things for nothing. We're able to see the wisdom of God, the goodness of God, because we come out less like us and more like Him to understand that the testing of faith produces patience, to understand that allowing patience to have its perfect work it's for the purpose of growth, development, and maturity. God doesn't put us through trials simply to make us squirm. Notice the second part of five. James declared that every believer obtains this wisdom by going to God in prayer. Listen to the words. Let him ask of God. The tense is the imperative present active. It's not a suggestion. This is to be going on continuously in the life of the believer when going through trials. Those of you who have been walking with God for many years understand this. And you and I can look back on our lives and see where we've trusted God and we, we've seen God work in great ways and we've seen when we failed too and we're going to look at some of that. Notice the readiness and willingness of God to impart the necessary wisdom is absolute. God denies no one who asks for wisdom while going through trials who gives to all liberally. He gives continuously. The manner is liberally. It means simply, openly, generously to meet the request and the need. The wisdom that is requested is provided for the trial. Turning to God in prayer for wisdom is to give perspective through the trial. 
being able to maneuver, to grow, develop, mature. Notice secondly in verse 6, trusting by faith is to benefit from the trial. James describes the condition of the prayer for wisdom by the believer here, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. Faith is the complete confident assurance that the revelation of God's word is his bond. Notice the person basing his or petition. It's based on three things. They are a child of God able to have access to God. Secondly, they are coming through the proper mediator, the name of Jesus Christ. And thirdly, they are coming in faith, believing that God has promised to do for them what they cannot do for themselves through prayer. Then notice James depicted the image of the person not trusting God for what they are asking in prayer. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. He painted a vivid picture of one who is unstable as his constant state. We remember that James grew up in Nazareth, right there by the Sea of Galilee. You drop down, not far from there, a few miles. And uh, it's a lake. It's not a sea. It's also called the Sea of Galilee, the Lake of Tiberias, and Lake of Gennesaret. There's three different names, okay? But it's a, it's a fresh water, and it flows. The, one of the headwaters of the Sea of Galilee and Jordan comes down from uh, Mount Hermon down, and, but the Sea of Galilee flows down into the Jordan. The Jordan goes out all the way through, and they use it for irrigation, and the rest of it ends up in the uh, Dead Sea. And so the Sea of Galilee, because of its low depression and the mountains around it and only one exit to the other side, winds rush in and instantly the sea could be calm. And then in 10, 15 minutes, you can have five to six foot waves. Very dangerous. Remember when Jesus in the, in the Gospels, the disciples said, Lord, you're sleeping. Don't you care that we perish? And Jesus wakes up and says, wind be muzzle. Wow. Who is this guy? James portrays the doubter like a wave, dangerous and destructive to his own benefit of wisdom by doubting. The word driven means agitated by the wind, being unstable, going one direction, then another. The tense is present tense, the participle literally being driven by the wind. The word tossed means going up and down with the wind. So the wind throws it up and down here and there, and you can't control it. You can't trust it. You know, when they test cars, the result they are hoping to end up with is the stability of the performance of the vehicle through the various difficult testings they will put it through regarding terrain, speed, and handling. And if it succeeds in that, then it's approved. But that terrain is to prove that it is exactly what it was designed for. It's to prove its adequacy. Biblical faith rests on the revelation of God's word, what he has stated as truth. Now, faith has been hijacked by the faith community and the positive confession movement. To them, faith is that you believe hard enough, long enough, and you confess positive enough that you will be wealthy, healthy, and you get everything you have and everything you want. But that's not what the Bible teaches. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, 
Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We haven't seen what we're requesting for, but God has said that he will impart it to us. Hebrews um, 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. God said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I believe it. He just spoke in the being. And now with the science that we understand, we know that this thing that we see is made up of things that we don't see. And that's what this verse says. But do I have to understand science to believe God's word? No. Now God in his grace allows me to understand certain things that just confirm God's word, but I don't believe it because I have the evidence. Faith is having no evidence, believing that God has said it, and what God says is true. My faith is in the person, not in the evidence. Very important. Hebrews 11.4 says, By faith Abel offered up to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witnesses that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith he offered what God required and of a right heart. His attitude was in full faith, trusting God to please God. Hebrews 11.5 says, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death, and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. How do you please God? By faith. You believe for what he says. Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is the reward of those who diligently seek him. These were all men just like you and I. There's never been anyone born different than you and I. All of us have been sinners and are sinners. There's never been a non-sinner born into this world except for Jesus Christ. Now the test of our faith to trust God for the wisdom we need for all our trials is a lifelong journey. As you grow and develop and mature, you realize there's no such thing as, as la-la land here. <laughs> now there's la berry pie, but there's no la-la land it's coming up pretty soon, springtime. Lifelong journey for trusting God for the wisdom for our decisions and choices when we are single as well as when we are married. For trusting God for the wisdom for raising our children and loving and caring for our husbands and our wives the way we're supposed to. For trusting God for the wisdom through times of tragedies, unfaithful mates, heartaches, difficult people. You keep the list going. Jesus said this in Matthew 9, 2, 22, and 29. He often declared to the, those he healed, and there in those texts, you have the paralytic, the woman of the issue of blood, and the blind man. He says, your faith has made you well, or be it according to your faith. And they believed him. Now, sometimes in the scripture, we see, remember when they brought that, uh, their friend and they, they couldn't find no room in the, in the house and they broke open the, the roof, which was Peter's roof, and they let him down. And Jesus looked up and said that the faith was according to the faith of his friends, not the one being healed. So sometimes it's the faith of the individual. Other times it's the faith of other people that are believing it. And other times God just heals you, whether you like it or not. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> So you have to be careful that you don't set these little formula and patterns. 
Ephesians 1, 15 through 21 says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding, being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the the working of his mighty power which he works in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places for above far above all principalities powers and mights and dominions in every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come this was Paul's prayer for the Ephesians for that insight that understanding that it be wisdom Colossians 1 9 through 12 says for this reason we also since the day that we heard it do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, with all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every work and increasing the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to the glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Their sister epistles almost sounds like the same thing, but from a little different perspectives. Colossians 4, 5, and 6 says, Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside the non-believer. Redeeming the time, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. And 1 Peter 3, 15 says, We are to uh, give an answer to every man for the reason, the hope that lies in it with meekness and fear. Trusting in faith by prayer for wisdom is to benefit from the trial. Not to just bite the bullet and get by. Notice third and last in verse 7 and 8. James pronounced the determined end of the person who wavers and vacillates in faith. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. The declaration is an imperative that person will not be imparted wisdom from God. This is the truth for every person. The word for man is anthropos, a general term for the human race or human beings. We get anthropology from it, the study of mankind. The phrase let suppose in the negative is one word in the Greek. It means to think or expect. And the negative is not to think or, or to expect. Not because God wants to deny him. Not because God refuses to impart to him. But because he refuses to believe God and abide in faith. The tense is the imperative present middle voice. Let that man not think within himself. Which really would be deceiving self. Contrary to what he knows, the declaration of not receiving the expectation of wisdom is applied, notice, in principle to every petition from faith. Anything. He'll receive, he will not receive anything. The tense of receive is the indicative future middle voice. He himself will not receive what is being asked for. Halting between two opinions. You remember Joshua? How long halt you between two opinions? If God be God, if Baal be God, serve him. But as for me and my house, 
we're going to serve the Lord. Halting between two opinions, the doubter. Wavering back and forth, vacillating here and there. The think petition in prayer is not the problem, but the disingenuous and unstable faith. The one is asking, even if he's asking for direction, even if he's asking for strength, even if he's asking for more faith. If it's not in faith, then God does not impart. Notice also that it's from the Lord. The Lord is aligned with what he said in verse 5. Ask God. Now God is the Father. Jesus is the Son. And Jesus says, ask me in my name, ask the Father. And he will give it to you. He's that mediator. But he's still God. So sometimes we'll see in Scripture where God refers to the Father. At other times it refers to both of them. Sometimes it refers to the Father and then Lord to Jesus, the second person. And, and there's different combinations that, that um, we see through the Scriptures. And then notice in verse 8, James pronounced the character of the person. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. This is his character. The person is one who is divided in everything. The word double-minded means literally two souls. The sukos, suki, a soul, double. He or she is indecisive. He or she is uncertain. This is their practice and lifestyle. Notice the word all. It means any, every, and anything. The word ways means course of conduct. In his thinking, in his deciding, in his vacillating. That's just the way it is. The fault is not of God, but of the person. Now, sometimes God delays his answers, so his delays are not denials. It's just not God's timing. So that's a whole different aspect, but we're not touching it because it's not here, okay? Sometimes God just wants us to be importunist, to keep asking. And then as I pointed out already with Paul, sometimes God says, don't ask me no more. It's no. This person isn't reliable. The word unstable means inconstant, restless. The fault is not God's, but the person. Mark 9, 22 through 25, it says, Then they brought him to him, meaning to Jesus. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? He said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Doesn't mean we don't struggle, but we abide. Help my unbelief. It's warfare. 
but you hold your post. You don't go back. Many of the men of faith failed in faith at one time or another, but it was not their habit of life. Hebrews eleven seven, it says, By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. But we know that Noah failed in other areas, right? By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of the place in which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going, Hebrews 11, 8. But we also know that Abraham failed at other times. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, Hebrews eleven nine. But we know that he again failed at other times. By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful, who had promised, Hebrews eleven eleven. But we know she doubted at first. You laugh. I did not laugh. Oh, you did laugh. And you call him Isaac. His name means laughter. <laughs> These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having been seen them afar off, were assured of them, embracing them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Hebrews eleven thirteen. You see, Jesus is both our example going through trials and the one who imparts wisdom and everything needed to grow, develop, and mature through the trial. John 14, 13, Jesus says, And whatever you ask in my name that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Hebrews 14, 14, If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. 15, 7 of John, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. 1 John 5.14, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, here it is, according to his will, he hears us. Where do you find God's will? In God's word. Not in your emotions, not in your feelings. 1 John 5.15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of him. The author of Hebrews 12, 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Abiding, trusting the Father, going through the trial, receiving the benefit, being victorious, to take his place once again at the right hand of the Father. That's the joy that was set before him, that he would be reunited with the Father. Hebrews 13, 8, 7 through 8 says, Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Turning from faith and prayer is to forfeit the wisdom of God and all else that is needed for the trial. How wise James was to commend these believers to prayer through their trials. Turning to God in prayer for wisdom is to give perspective through the trial. Trusting by faith in prayer for wisdom is to benefit from the trial. And turning from faith in prayer is to forfeit the wisdom of God and all else that's needed 
for the trial. Hmm. We have a whole life to learn this. <laughs> Pastor Xavier Reese, drawing from James chapter 1, revealing the simple truths for victory over trials rests in seeing things through God's perspective as we seek His wisdom. Now, you may be interested to know this message titled Counsel for Trials is available on CD upon request for just $4. Having your own copy allows you to review the study all over again and at your own pace, or perhaps pass on to someone else you know. So once again, the title to ask for is Counsel for Trials, or you may simply mention today's date when you write Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 